Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, and it is a Tiger Cats victory. They go to 2-2 two and two after beating the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 31-21. to 21. And, oh, it feels so much better when the Ticats are back in the win column. Next hour, we're going to take your calls, your tweets, your emails, your feedback on tonight's victory as Hamilton is back to the level after a four-game trip all on the road to start the 2015 season. They will finally play their home game, their home opener, on August the 3rd. That's one week from tomorrow. Lines are open, 905-645-3221, 645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone, your thoughts on tonight's ball game. We want your player of the game. We will also name our fifth quarter fan of the night before we wrap up at 11 tonight. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. You can use the CHML app as well. Let's go through the game recap. This is what happened. All started with uh, Justin Medlock missing a 58-yard field goal, his first miss of the season. I do like that. Hey, coach, I can make this 58-yarder. A win-aided kick was just off the mark. Paul McCallum, a few minutes later, connected on a 29-yard field goal to open the scoring to make it 3-0 Saskatchewan. Zach Caleros hitting one of his new weapons, Junior Collins, on a 42-yard touchdown toss. Ticats took the lead 7-3, and they had the lead after one quarter of play. Second quarter started with Justin Medlock connecting on a 43-yard field goal to make it 14, or pardon me, 10-3 for the Tiger Cats. Paul McCallum followed suit with a 41-yard field goal. His second of the night, cutting into Hamilton's lead, it was 10-6. Medlock then drilled a 40-yard field goal, but it was wide right, one for three on the night. 8 for 10 on the season. So instead of the field goal, they settled for a single. That gave Hamilton an 11-6 lead. Justin Medlock then connected from 21 yards out. 2 for 4 on the night, 9 for 11 on the year. Hamilton led 14-6. But just before the half, Kevin Glenn connected with Rob Bagg for a 20-yard touchdown strike. The two-point convert as well as those two teammates came together again. It was 14-14 at the half. That drive, by the way, a 75-yard drive to open up the third quarter. The Riders compiled an 86-yard drive. It was punctuated by a Brett Smith one-yard touchdown run, giving the Riders a 21-14 lead. But back came the Cats, Medlock from 49 yards out. His third field goal of the game made it 21-17, Riders. Rico Murray then intercepted Kevin Glenn, took it back to the Saskatchewan 3 right at the end of the third quarter. To the fourth quarter we go. Ticats fans were smelling touchdown, but Brandon Banks took a very strange and costly unnecessary roughness penalty that forced Hamilton back to the Saskatchewan 18-yard line. Caleros tried to find Bakari Grant in the end zone, incomplete, so the Cats had to settle for yet another field goal. 
A 25-yard punch from Medlock, four for six on the night. Saskatchewan still held a 21-20 lead, but uh, the Cats still kept coming. Jeff Matthews, a one-yard touchdown run. The two-point convert was good. Caleros to Grant. Hamilton with a 28-21 lead. And Medlock was pretty much automatic all night long. Nailed a 39-yarder, five for seven on the evening to give the Tiger Cats a 31-21 victory. Whew! Your thoughts on that ball game? 905-645-3221. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Use the CHML app as well. Use that conversation button. Let's get to your calls. Brian is on the line. Brian, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Hey, good, you? Oski Weeby. Oski Weeby, yeah. Great game tonight. I thought they did some things that uh, they were been lacking. Uh, they seem to be executing a little more focus. What did you like but, the most? Well, I think I, I'd have to say probably just execution all around. Everybody's a little bit more disciplined. The penalties weren't so bad in adding up this time around. Yep. But I'm still, oh, Rico Murray makes me nervous. He's, he takes the chances, and sometimes they pay. He's either the hero or the goat. And I think we're still having a little bit of trouble in the red zone. i like to see a little more killer instinct from Zach on finishing those passes off and getting them on the numbers. Not only that, yeah, too many field goals tonight. Yeah, that's it. He, he, Zach, he's still a little bit tentative when it comes to, you know, opening up that arm and using some of his power. He seems to be trying to feather things in there when he needs to put them on the numbers a bit. But mm-hmm. uh, all around, I'd say Coach Austin responded to the Montreal game and getting his guys a little bit more on page and focused on their jobs. That's for sure. Yeah, they, they looked much more efficient tonight, much more. Not that they, did, that they didn't look into the game against Montreal, but they looked a little more into the game against the Saskatchewan Roughriders tonight. For sure, yeah. Hey, who's your player of the game? Uh, Gable, uh, for coming back and being hurt, and you know, there's always that little bit of tentativeness that an injured guy can have in that. He he came to play, boy. He was hungry, and uh, he got her done, and he grinded out a lot of hard hits and picked himself off off the turf a couple times. And uh, I just I'm glad to see CJ back. Yeah, a, a warm welcome for him. Uh, they started off the first three offensive plays with CJ, and he just kept going. He's my player of the game as well. Awesome. Thanks for the call, Ryan. No problem. Have a good one. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. To the email we go, Anthony writes in, Rick, first things first, kudos to you, my friend, on a prediction off by a point. Yes, it's very true. I said 31-22, Ticats. Uh, Anthony writes, but what a difference a running game makes. Gable was like a man possessed out there tonight. Still have to work on those penalties. Penalties on the O-line could have been a huge factor. Got to also love Captain Clutch in defend twos. Sets up a huge game August 3rd for third place. And um, Anthony's player of the game is C.J. Gable. That's probably a no-brainer tonight. Although I am open to accepting other player of the game nominees that is totally allowed 905 645 star 9900 on your cell this is the fifth quarter it's brought to you by wizens law on am 900 chml let's go back to the phones darcy's on the line darcy good evening hey how you doing Rick? hey good how are you not too bad um 
like you were saying, uh, penalties in um, red zone is the big thing we need to really rectify because our red zone offense, to, to be honest, I think it's terrible. It's atrocious. Um, it's just, I think t- tonight was a, a combination of uh, play calling. We got down there. Um, C.J. Gable was running the ball, and then uh, they threw the ball instead of running the ball. And uh, I believe we uh, kicked the field goal there instead. I don't know if you recall that just before the half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I still, I, I like, I know Ken Austin and, and Tommy. They, they they don't believe that's <laughs> they don't believe in running the ball. But uh, I think um, they're coming to a quick realization this year with the CFL East being so strong in the league. If if they don't run the ball somewhat, keep the defense honest, they're not going to win at all. Like they're not going to win many games in this league mm-hmm. in any in any professional league. But um, the penalties are really concerning. Uh, they're just stupid, stupid penalties. Uh, the defense lining up in the neutral zone. The, it's the O-line and the D-line. I don't know what is wrong. Like, what in the hell is wrong with them? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think the biggest penalty of the night, and the Ticats took 14 penalties for 91 yards uh, compared to Saskatchewan's 11 for 90. But the biggest dumbest penalty to me was Brandon Banks's unnecessary roughness was nowhere near the play and was really unnecessary. Well, exactly. It's th- it's things like that. Like um, Ken Austin's been here, it was his third year now. Yep. And a lot of these, these guys, most of these guys have been in the league and, and it, I don't know what, like if they, if they're this, that selfish and that stupid to do penalties like that, then it's, 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 it's they're not going to win. Like Ken Austin, I don't know what he can do. There's not much he can do. But, well, Austin uh, said earlier this week it's on him. He's that coach. He's ultimately responsible. He's got to find a way to get these guys to not take these penalties. But <laughs> whatever he's done hasn't worked yet. I know. Well, but but I never seen some. I don't know if it's throughout the league or if it's just the Tiger Cats. I've never seen Hamilton so many off procedures called on the offense and the defense. Um, lining up in the neutral zone offside. Like, uh, Brian Hall's been in the league. Most of these, I, I just don't get it. Like, are these guys brain dead or, or, or are they just, they're, they're mentally not focused into the game? Like, they, they need to smarten up and play better because the CFL East, I believe the power in this, this the CFL East is, shift, is shifted to the CFL East. The West is weaker. Um, Ottawa looks good. Courtesy of uh, Hamilton, and giving we you know they got Chris Williams, Ellingson, uh, Henry. Uh, the, the Argos defense looks really, really good, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I believe me, I hate the Argos, but their defense. Uh, yeah, they played that well. Darryl, that Daryl Watt guy they drafted from Western, he's for real, and and we're in a, we're it's going to be a dogfight next week, I believe, against Toronto, and all year long in the East. I know everyone's saying, "Oh, it's early, it's a long season," but this year, like I said, the East is stronger. And there is no there is no sliding in at the last. I, I believe there is no sliding in on uh, at the end of the year, winning a couple games, and you're going to win the East. You have to win all year. Yeah, and this this year we might not have a crossover either. I think I think the East is going to be that more that much more competitive, and and even interdivision there's going to be a lot more competitiveness. There's no way Ottawa is going two and fourteen this year. I don't know if any team in the in the league is going to be two and fourteen. Before we let you go, Darcy, uh, who's your player of the game tonight? Uh. I'd have to go with CJ, and a close second would be uh, the officiating crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, Darcy. All right. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Interesting stat of the night, according to the CFL 
Statistics Department, time of possession, dead even, 30 minutes to 30 minutes. Wow, you don't see that very often. That might be the first time I've ever seen that. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Let's go to Bruce, who's on the line. Bruce, hello. I'm Oski Wee Wee. Good, buddy. Hey, hey, what's going on? Good, man. You? I'm good. Good. Uh, first of all, player of the game has to go to C.J. Gable. Agreed. Like he hasn't even missed a step, man. I know. He was amazing. He was on fire. I uh, loved it. 135 yards, 20 carries. That's what they needed. They needed a good run game, and they finally got it. Um, I'm happy with the overall performance. The only thing I'm going to uh, address negatively is all the dumb penalties we took. Um Seems and, to be and a that's theme. About it. I'm not going to come down on them too hard. We won the game. End result, we won. Uh, end result of another weekend, the East dominated the West. For all you West, West uh, lovers out there that always think that they're the best, while well, the East is kind of dominating you guys this year. <laughs> and um, how, how about this in the East Division? You have Toronto at 3-1, and one, Ottawa 3-2, and two, Montreal 2-2, two and two, Hamilton 2-2. Two and two. There's not one team that's under 500. Under 500, that's right. That's right. That's pretty so good. I, I'm very happy with the season so far. Like last year, I think what we were one and six going in. Yep. And I don't mind this at all. Um, but as you say, the coach Austin has to address the penalty issues. Like I don't know if he can set fines, maybe take a Big Mac away from somebody or something. But uh, that definitely has to be addressed with the season going on. But uh, all in all, I'm happy with Zach's performance tonight. You know, and um, and that's about it. A big shout out to. Uh, all the Ticat fans out there following my uh, my Facebook page, thanks a lot for the updates. Uh, Rick, as always, man, you're number one, buddy, man. Thanks for having the fifth quarter as usual, and uh, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, All Bruce. Right, buddy. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. We have a few fans on the telephone line. Stay on hold. We will get to you after the break. We'll have more tweets, emails, and, of course, your calls as well. And our stats pack. Don't forget to vote for our player of the game, either by calling in on uh, Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, or on email, rick at 900CHML.com. When all is said and done for the fifth quarter tonight at 11, we will also name our fan of the night. So stay tuned for that. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM900CHML. And thanks for tuning in to the fifth quarter here on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in the on-air chair. Liz Russell on the other side of the glass producing things tonight. Our call-in number, 905-645-3221. That's 905-645-3221. On your cell phone, star 9900. Email rick at 900chml.com. And on Twitter, at AM 900 CHML. At Rick Samprin. Hey, if you have the CHML app, use the conversation button. If you don't have the app, go to uh, the App Store or Google Play. Final score tonight it's the Tie Cats 31, Rough Riders 21, Hamilton is 2 and 2, Riders, uh oh, and 5. Do you think that Corey Chamberlain, sitting at 0 and 5, I know Saskatchewan has a tremendous amount of injuries and injuries to key guys, and Kevin Glenn, another guy going down tonight. At 0-5, Corey Chamberlain on the hot seat. Does he get the hook? Take your calls, your tweets, your emails. Let's go out to Regina. Jeff is on the line. Jeff, good evening. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? I'm going to be a nice two-hour drive home tonight for a change. <laughs> Great. You know, we, we should make mention that you are a Ticats fan in Regina. We, sh- we should say that. I'm one of about five probably in the province. <laughs> yeah. Excellent to hear. 
But, you know, in terms of injuries, I don't think anybody's felt sorry for us the last two years, and we had our share of injuries. Very true. Um, you know, the riders are going through a rough time right now, and I'll be honest, it doesn't really hurt my feelings that they're, they got those guys hurt and they're doing, you know, as poorly as they're doing. Um, in terms of the game tonight, I was quite impressed with our offensive line. I didn't, I don't think Zach was, was knocked on his keister in terms of his sack points tonight, correct? Uh, looking at sacks, uh, I don't think I noticed one either, no. There was one, but it was wiped out by a penalty. So um, Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was happy with the offensive line, and, the, and, and the, the way they played in the second half, I couldn't write it up any better. Yes, the penalties are still a bit of an issue, but that second half, the defense smartened up, Davis smartened up, Rico Murray was night and day from the first half to the second half. So, Good game overall. Who's your player of the game? Uh, I'll go with C.J. Gable in a second to the offensive line. All right, sounds good. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Thanks, Rick. Take care. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. No surprise that C.J. Gable is by far and away our early and only candidate <laughs> for uh, player of the game. He was outstanding tonight. 20 carries, 135 yards. That's an average of 6.8 per carry, along of 47 and he caught the ball out of the backfield as he does time and time again. Three catches, 29 yards. He's that stabilizing force. He's that go-to guy. He is an X-factor. He's a difference maker. The defense has to account for C.J. Gable. The Ticats instantly, A, have a run game. B, have a guy who can block in the backfield. Another reason why Zach was not sacked tonight. And he can catch out of the backfield as well, which is absolutely huge. It's here from you, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. This four-game road trip at the Ticats were on. They finish at 2-2. Two and two. Was it what you expected? Did you expect them to go 2-2, two 1-3, and 3-1, two, and 4-0? Three, three and oh? Playing Calgary... Winnipeg, Montreal, and ending with Saskatchewan. And should Sask fire Corey Chamberlain as their head coach? I'm not sure who the next in line would be. I know there's a few alternatives. I want to get your thoughts on that. Also naming our player of the game tonight and your comments on tonight's 31-21 Ticats victory. Email from Randy. Hey, Rick, a big Cats win. Players coming back from injury. Welcome home after the Pan Am Games, Cats. Pan Am Games sending the Ticats on the road for the first four games of this season. And the Ticats did uh, quite well going 2-2. Two and two. They could have eaten, like, you know, when you think of it, I know I'm playing the coulda, woulda, shoulda game, but that game in Calgary, man, oh, man, that could have been a victory. If they played a little bit better in Montreal, didn't take that many penalties, that could have been a win. I know you can say vice versa. But this team could easily, easily be 4-0. But 2-2 two and two is fine. Hey, especially after starting last year, what, 1-5, 1-6, we will take 2-2. Two and two. Manny on Twitter. Finished off important drives late in the game. CJ Gable, hashtag Gameball. Zach Caleros, quietly good game. Andy Fantu's big fourth quarter. So I'm going to put that down as a vote for C.J. Gable as player of the game. 
Corey on Twitter, at Rick Samprince. CJ is definitely my player of the game. Gable could set a record for player of the game votes tonight. Corey also saying this guy definitely rivals Darcy. Just saying, I'm not sure who he's talking about. I thought Darcy had a nice call, and so did Brian and Bruce and Jeff. Corey, call into the show. Come on, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Brad, CJ for player of the game, but we need more discipline. However, black and gold till I'm dead and cold. Oski Wee Wee, that tweet from Brad. Tweet from Andrew as well, saying he's just listening to the fifth quarter on CHML. Thanks for the support, Andrew. Tell your friends. Brian on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Pleased with Ticat's victory, but concerned about continued penalties. Won't get to Grey Cup without discipline. That is an interesting way of looking at things. Can this team get back to the Grey Cup a third straight trip to the CFL final if they continue on this penalty run? It's going to be tough. Scott on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Hey, Rick, great Ticat victory. Now got to keep it up with three straight home games. I'll be there. My favorite player, C.J. Gable. We'll put that down as a vote for Gable player of the game. Who's your player of the game? Is there anybody else other than C.J. Gable that impressed you, impressed you enough that they should be the player of the game? 905-645-3221. 645-3221. You can call on your cell, star 9900. Email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, getting a lot of tweets, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Use the CHML app. Hit that conversation button. Email from Ed. Hi, Rick. A win is a win. Stupid penalties and an inability to score TDs are the problem. Perhaps this team lacks a team identity. I'm going to hit on that point in a second. But Ed goes on to say, perhaps this team lacks a team identity and they need to develop a team pride. They have everything else, ability and great players, but they lack that little thing which separates winners from everyone else. Speedy B showed his frustration with that stupid penalty. I'm a Speedy B fan and feel for him. Gable was the difference, player of the game. And the fact that Austin was big enough to realize a running game was needed shows he is a great coach. Ed's email continues. Caleros could be a great QB, but he needs to develop that professionalism that separates men from boys and not accept less than the best from his teammates. He is the man and must set the tone for the whole team. It is his team, and he must realize that. What the hey, we won. Take a good karma and run with it. Go Cats, go. All the best. Ed, P.S. Oh, he just goes on to say he misses us. Okay, no problem. Another vote for C.J. Cable, by the way. I do want to touch on Ed's point here of perhaps this team lacks a team identity and they need to develop a team pride. I'm not buying into that. I'm not buying into this team does not have a team identity. And here's why I say that. Because I think this team's identity is built on a physical, fast defense. I think we can all agree on that. A physical, fast defense and an offense that is explosive when they play disciplined football. Can we agree on that? 
Am I speaking another language? This team and its identity is based on a fast and physical defense, an explosive offense when they play with discipline. Not saying this is a good run-based team or they're a high-octane offense team. It's a team that is explosive on offense. We saw that tonight with Caleros to Collins, explosive on offense when they play with discipline. Yeah, they have problems in the red zone. But being a good red zone team, that's really not a team identity. You have to be something. And if you're just good in the red zone, well, what are you doing between the 20s? I want to know if you have some thoughts on that. This team, does it lack an identity? How would you describe their identity? And is my description off the mark? Do you disagree or do you agree? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can tweet us. At AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin, or on email, rick at 900CHML.com. Use the conversation button on the CHML app. We'll have our stats coming up after the break at 1030. We're live until 11 tonight. And I'm sure those stats will paint a picture of uh, an evenly fought ball game, except for when it came to the fourth quarter. I thought the Cats pulled away, used their physicality and their talent to beat up on the Riders, 31-21. Another tweet, this one from David. Juicy, I love that term, juicy, when we get to play at home. No tears for other teams. Nice to see swagger teams struggle. Riders, bombers, etc. Great cup. I don't know if the Riders are a swagger team anymore. They may have been coming into this year, certainly the year before, winning the Grey Cup. Lance on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Tasker, Norwood, Laurent all coming back next week. That wasn't a question mark, but I know that Tasker is very close. Norwood extremely close. Laurent, I'm not quite sure, although he's probably back in the lineup. But we saw the addition of C.J. Gable and the influence he had on tonight's ball game all game long. Junior Collins, Quincy McDuffie, both inserted into the lineup tonight. Rico Murray as well. Murray had an interception. Collins had a touchdown reception. We didn't see too much of Quincy McDuffie. But all those guys, all those new additions to the lineup, helped the Ticats win the ballgame. Other new additions tonight. There were... I believe I counted seven new players in compared to last week. Murray, Anthony Woodson, McDuffie, Courtney Stephen came back in, Gable, David Caldwell in for Frederick Plessius, and uh, Collins. Seven different guys in uh, tonight's lineup compared to last week in Montreal. Pretty darn good. All culminated in a 31-21 Ticats win over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. When we come back, a little closer to naming our player of the game, lights, it's, you know, in doubt, uh, our fifth quarter fan of the night, and we'll have our stats pack as well. Ty Cats moving to 2-2, two and two, sending the Riders to 0-5. Oh More of your calls, emails, tweets coming up. It's the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. 
Fifth quarter continues here on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. Ticats improving to 2-2 two and two after a 31-21 win over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Regina. Sask had won five of the last six games at Mosaic Stadium against Hamilton, so it's nice to see that the Cats went there and got a much-needed road victory. I want to talk about C.J. Gable's impact on the offense tonight. Monumental. And we're also tossing around the issue of whether or not Saskatchewan should fire head coach Corey Chamberlain after they have started the season 0-5. I know injuries have played a massive part there. You don't have your starting quarterback in Darian Durant. Don't have your starting middle linebacker in Shea Emery. They just have a host of injuries. Weldon Brown, Tristan Jackson on the bench. It has not been a fun time in Ryderville. Sask is in Edmonton next week, by the way, a game on Friday. That'll be tough because the Eskimos lead the West, tied for first in the CFL with a record of 3-1. and one. And it's in Edmonton. Commonwealth Stadium is always a tough place to play for visiting teams. Uh, the Eskimos, by the way, with the league's best defense, allowing just 58 points through four games. Pretty stellar. Week uh, number six will begin on Thursday with the Lions in Winnipeg. Both teams with two victories on the season. BC with a couple losses. Uh, the Peggers have three in the loss column. Elsewhere this week, Montreal is in Calgary. Owls are 2-2. Two and two. Stamps 3-2. and two. And uh, if you didn't hear over the weekend, John Cornish breaking a, uh, a thumb or a finger. I think it was a thumb. Uh, in um, Calgary's overtime loss against Ottawa. So he's out for an indefinite period of time. Game of the week, though. Hands down, Argos... At Ticats, Tim Hortons Field on Monday, one week from tomorrow. A Civic Day clash as the Battle of Ontario continues. We're live until 11 tonight, taking your calls at 905-645-3221. That's 905-645-3221. On your cell phone, star 9900. You can email as well, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. You can also use the CHML app. Hit that conversation button at the bottom. Get to some stats in a minute. Andrew on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, says, I'll say Collins and Tolliver looked good tonight. Yeah, they did. Tolliver made some big catches, took that big hit from Tyron Brackenridge, kept on going. Collins with a big touchdown reception to really open things up offensively for the Ticats tonight. Also an email, Corey writes, Andy Fantuz is my player of the game. So there's a different pick. Solid and dependable performance. That was a staple in stabilizing the lead in the fourth. You know what? He really came to play in the fourth. He was targeted zero times in the first and second quarter. Once in the third quarter, with about uh, 12 minutes to go or so, and then really came alive in the fourth. Give you his stats in a second, but let's go back to the phone lines at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Phil is on the line. Phil, good evening. Good evening, Rick. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, 
yeah, that, that penalty there by Banks, I, I, I don't know what, what he was thinking there. I'm disappointing. Um, you know, especially you're sitting in a place where, what is it, they, they have 2-15 uh, and 15 or something like that. They're a very hard place to win. Um, you know, you just can't take a penalty like that. Especially where he was, where they are on the field. I mean, they're on the goal line. He takes one well away from the play. Yeah. Talk about being selfish. That's the word that comes to mind. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and you know, I've never, you know, at least so far, uh, you know, seen him to be that kind of a player. It's yeah. a little, like, more disappointing than anything, but... I would have, you know, I would have parked his butt on the bench, and I would have had uh, McDuffie sub for him for the rest of the, those punt returns and/or kick returns. I'd like to see what else he can do and limit the time that he's been out there. He's he's been pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and the um, I was thinking, you know, looking at the schedule and that, I know the the Toronto game, obviously the home opener is important, but looking down, you know, the the Calgary game there and they're here October second. I, I I think that has to be a statement game. Uh, I think we have to not just go out and beat that team, but we have to wipe. We have to we have to beat them handily, and uh, I, 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 you know, once and for all, finally wipe that smirk, smirk off of Huffnagel's face. You know, <laughs> seriously. I mean, yeah. my God. I hear where really. you're coming from. Yep. But um, uh, player of the game. You know what? I was actually. I mean, Gable's the obvious choice, but I was quite impressed with uh, with Rico Murray. I mean, he hasn't played in a, a few games there. I thought he played well, and he made that one pick and. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Rico. Okay. Thanks for the call, Phil. Yeah, thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Vote for your player of the game. We'll have our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done. It might be Phil. could be Jeff, Bruce, Darcy, Brian, one of our emailers, one of our tweeters tonight. C.J. Gable, by far and away, the fan's choice so far for player of the game has already set a record number of votes after he rushed 20 times for 135 yards. Not a bad debut. After missing the first three games with that hand injury, didn't play in the preseason, missed the second half of last season with uh, shoulder and knee and ankle woes, but came to play tonight. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Zach Kalaros, 19 of 28 for 284 yards. One touchdown. That was a 42-yard heave to Junior Collins. For the Riders, Kevin Glenn, 22 of 33, 255 yards. Had one TD and one interception. Now, Brett Smith came in, 2 of 4 for 12 yards. On the ground, mentioned Gable. Caleros ran three times for 32 yards. He was pretty effective. Matthews, that one-yard touchdown plunge. For the Riders, they really didn't have a ground game going. Anthony Allen had a couple of good runs here or there. Five carries, 37 yards. Jerome Messam, five carries, 23 yards. Smith, two for 15 and a touchdown. Dembski, two for eight. Dressler, one for one. Receiving the leading receiver catch-wise was Bakari Grant. He had five catches for 52 yards. Yards-wise, it was Junior Collins. Three catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Fantuz, four for 68. Tolliver, two for 54. Gable had three catches for 29 yards. Quincy McDuffie, two for eight. For the Riders, Weston Dressler, leading categories in terms of catches and receiving yards. Six receptions for 74 yards. Messam and Getzlaff each had four receptions. Smith and Bag had three each. Bag with that 20-yard touchdown reception. 
And uh, Dembski and Richardson had two catches apiece as well. There was one sack for the Riders in the game, although I don't recall who got it. They do have one sack. Hamilton had three. First downs tied at 22. Net yards rushing, all in favor of Hamilton, 168 to 84. Passing yards, Cats win that category as well, 284 to 267. Total yards, Hamilton with 452 to Saskatchewan's 351. And uh, we talked about penalties before. Ticats committing 14 infractions for 91 yards. Rough Riders 11 for 90. Defensively, I don't want to don't want to uh, neglect the defensive guys. Rico Murray led all Ticats tacklers with five defensive tackles. He had the lone interception tonight as well. Sacks by Emmanuel Davis, Eric Harris, and Taylor Reed. And for the Rough Riders, the leading tackler was Knox Jr. He had seven on the night. Suber had five, and he just joined the team. So those are your stats for tonight's ball game. 31-21 Tiger Cats victory. You can nominate your player of the game or just talk about the game at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Email coming in from uh, Stephen in Penticton, B.C., a regular contributor here to the fifth quarter. Thanks again for chiming in, Stephen. A great, great win for our Cats, Rick. It's nice to see how Kent got the guys ready to play for this one. Still say the early bye was why the Ticats came out so flat in Montreal. Welcome back, C.J. Gable, player of the game. There's another vote for CJ. Cats come home at 500. Not too bad at all. Sask is now 0-5. Who does Chamberlain blame now? Last week it was the players. I think it's time for Corey to take a long look in the mirror. Great team win. Now they come home to Tim Horton's field. Email as well from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from Whitby. It was a close game, but I'm glad we won. Now we're 2-2 and going back home. Now we need to get back in front of that all-important Toronto and Hamilton game. Go, Cats, go. Oh, that's going to be a barn burner. Ticats, Argos, Tim Hortons Field. Civic Day Monday, Hamilton's home opener. Whew, clear the tracks. Really a battle for first place. With Toronto sitting at 3-1, and one, leading the pack. Or at least tied in points with Ottawa, who's 3-2. and two. Both the Alouettes and Ticats at 1-2. and two. So it's a battle for first in the Ticats' first game at home. Not too shabby at all. Argos, even though they've had a quote-unquote home game, that game was in Fort McMurray, Alberta, uh, this will be yet another game away from Rogers Center, their fifth in a row. Again, even though the first game was labeled a home game, it was not played in T.O. Nowhere close. In fact, I used to live in Fort McMurray. It is very, very far from Toronto. Uh, email from Corey. This was in regards to uh, Hamilton's team identity, which I said, quote, um, their team identity is playing a fast, physical defense, and they have an explosive offense when they play with discipline. And Corey chimes in, you got it perfectly. This team is exactly what you said. You believe differently? Well, let me know. 905-645-3221.
star 9900 on your smartphone. David writes, Team ID, yes, and yes, the D is a juggernaut of attackers. The O has finesse, just a few games away. Dominance, our ID, is depth. And yeah, that's a good point too, David. Depth is key. And when you consider the injury list that this Ticats team has had not only this year, but the last few years, depth has been unbelievably important. Guys step in, make a name for themselves, show the coaching staff that they can be the guy when called upon. Depth is um, underrated at times, especially when those depth guys come in and play very, very well. One more go-around here. we got some more calls and tweets and emails to get to. This is the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. It's the fifth quarter here on Hamilton's News Talk Leader. Ticats 31, Rough Riders 21, Hamilton now 2-2, two and two, Riders 0-5. Oh Do they pull the trigger on Corey Chamberlain? There's been some heat in Ryderville. Do the Rough Riders make a move? Melissa on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, my vote for fifth quarter player of the game is C.J. Gable. Another vote for Gable. By the way, he has 14 votes by far in a way, number one in a record total. Chris chimes in at Rick Samprin. Gable has to be POG, player of the game. Banks was almost goat of the day. Zach needs more confidence in the gold zone or the green zone or the red zone, whatever you want to call it. So another vote for C.J. Gable. Back to the phones we go at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Milsey's on the line. Milsey, how are you? Oh, it's good to hear your voice. It's, I was in the car. We were coming back. Everyone was razzing me. They said, Milsey, what are you doing coming out? There's a game on. You're not supposed to be here. I really miss your broadcast. Thanks. We were, we were coming back in, and uh, uh, the guy that was driving the car, he had it on that other station. And I said, you got it on the wrong station. <laughs> you got to flip it over. We're listening to it. And I said, this is killing me. you got to flip it over. He said, well, it is kind of boring. And so we flipped it over, and I said, now, enjoy. So congratulations. <laughs> your show rocks. It hasn't changed at all. Great to hear. Thanks. Um, Thoughts on the game? Go with CJ. Yeah. I got to go with CJ. I, I tried to think of who else I could pick just to – just to pick a different name for you. Well, fan, no, Fantuz and Murray. It was just so good to see him back. Yeah, Fantuz and Murray have the other two votes tonight, but it's been all Gable, no, with no yeah, surprise. Fantuz, I mean, he's he's been playing consistent all year. I I wish we could do something in the red zone. I wish we were a little bit better there. Yeah, we did, we did get a couple offensive touchdowns. You know, it's a start. Definitely, yeah. And two and two is much better than one and three. Exactly. So I'm getting excited again. I still think uh, we've got the team that can get there. I do think we need to get a little more discipline, and I do think we've got to convert on those uh, red zone attacks. Uh, but it's fun getting back into it, and I can't wait uh, for uh, next Monday and get into the stadium. And Pan Am was great. I went to uh, my wife and I. We went to uh, the women's soccer game. I'm glad we went to the first one because we just kicked butt. <laughs> but it's exciting getting back there now. I can't wait. It's our stadium now. You got no it. more. It's great. It's great. Thanks for the call, Milsey. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Good.
905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. We have about, oh, eight minutes to go, so if you don't want to call in, you do have plenty of time to express your thoughts on tonight's 31-21 Tiger Cats win over the Rough Riders. You can do so on email, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter as well, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Let's go back to Twitter. Paul, at Rick Samprin, glad the Cats stopped the explosive Riders' offense. Now we have to keep the Tim Hortons field streak alive. Seven straight regular season game victories at Tim Hortons Field. They got a playoff win there. They have a preseason win from earlier this season before the Pan Am Games kicked off. It has been, well, when you look at the record, it has been domination. There have been some close games at Tim Hortons Field, including that first ever game there, 13-12 on Labor Day against the Argos. Chris on Twitter again. Zach needs more confidence in the Gold Zone. Gable, player of the game. Banks was almost goat of the game, very similar to his previous tweet, but also saying that kind of cool to hear my tweet from Arizona, read on Canadian radio. Great show, by the way. Hey, thanks, Chris. You can tweet from anywhere. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on the air. Manny on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, if Ticats offense and Zach Calero start finishing drives consistently, oh boy, scary. Could easily be 4-0. Hashtag mistakes, hashtag penalties. Yeah. If you didn't have those penalties, if you didn't have those red zone errors, those hiccups, this could be a very... We could be talking about one of the greatest offensive teams in... Recent memory in the CFL. If this team's 4-0, capitalizing on the red zone chances, no, no, that's a lot of ifs. Not every team is going to finish every drive with a touchdown. But we could be talking, we could have, we could be having a very different conversation tonight. Manny also on Twitter, huge fourth quarter for Andy Fantuz when he was needed. Yeah, he was money in the fourth. And you know what? He's money when the game is on the line. If you need a first down, if you need a big catch, if you need a momentum-changing play, you can count on Andy Fantuz. He's a guy that is going to get the job done game in and game out. And another big game, and remember, he wasn't even targeted in the first half. Zero targets in the first half. His first target came with 11.49, I think it was. 11.49 in the third quarter is the first time Zach Calero threw the ball in any direction where Andy Fantuz was occupying. Went on to make four catches for 68 yards, and many of those for big first downs. One of those almost got him into the end zone, although his knee was down at the one. Ticats would uh, punch it in after that on a Jeff Matthews one-yard touchdown run. I think it's safe to say we can name our player of the game tonight. But before I get to that, our executive, or not executive producer, I'm thinking of giving you just a you know a raise in a, in a promotion there, Liz. Our technical producer, Liz Russell, uh, pointed out on Google, if you Google Hamilton Ticats, you know when that, that box pops up, gives you the box score, Ticats at Rough Riders, um, and all the other details. At the top, it says the game is played, obviously tonight, Mosaic Stadium at Taylor Field, Regina, Slovakia. I'm not sure <laughs> who at Google is uh, 
conducting things or who's making that mistake, but that is uh, very humorous. So good catch to Liz Russell. Um, Our player of the game tonight, in a slam dunk performance, 16 votes, is C.J. Gable. Yeah, he was great tonight. 20 carries, 135 yards, also had three catches, 29 yards, big blocks in the backfield. He is easily our player of the game tonight. Honorable mentions, one vote apiece for Andy Fantuz and Rico Murray, and I applaud fans for thinking outside the box, thinking about somebody else. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Bruce. Here's what he had to say. I'm Oski Wee Wee. Good, buddy. Hey, hey, what's going on? Good, man. You? I'm good. Good. Uh, first of all, player of the game has to go to C.J. Gable. Agreed. Like he hasn't even missed a step, man. I know. He was amazing. He was on fire. I uh, loved it, 135 yards, 20 carries. That's what they needed. They needed a good run game, and they finally got it. Um, I'm happy with the overall performance. The only thing I'm going to uh, address negatively is all the dumb penalties we took. Um, Seems and, to be a and theme. That's about it. I'm not going to come down on them too hard. We won the game, and result, we won. Uh, end result of another weekend, the East dominated the West for all you West, West uh, lovers out there. That always think that they're the best, while the East is kind of dominating you guys' issue. <laughs> and um, how, how about this in the East Division? You have Toronto at three and one, Ottawa three and two, Montreal two and two, Hamilton two and two. There's not one team that's under five hundred. Under five hundred. That's right. That's right. That's pretty so good. I, I'm very happy with the season so far. Like last year, I think what we were one and six going in, yep. and I don't mind this at all. Um, but as you say, the Coach Austin has to address the penalty issues. Like, I don't know if he can set fines, maybe take a Big Mac away from somebody or something. But uh, that definitely has to be addressed with the season going on. But uh, all in all, I'm happy with Zach's performance tonight. You know, and um, and that's about it. A big shout-out to uh, all the Ticap fans out there following my, uh, my Facebook page. Thanks a lot for the updates. Uh, Rick, as always, man, you're number one, buddy, man. Thanks for having the fifth quarter as usual. And uh, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bruce. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bruce, our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight. He and 15 others picking uh, C.J. Gable for player of the game. A no-brainer in my mind. Uh, Chris on Twitter as well. Fantuz is an anchor for sure. And Big Mike, best game this year so far for the Cats. Pick the exact score tonight for CFL Pick'em. Wow. Big Mike, way to go. That's how you do it. I was one point off, actually, 31 22 was my prediction, 31-21 the final. Before we go, get ready for this, Ticats fans. Three straight games at Tim Hortons Field. One week from tomorrow, the home opener against Toronto. They then take on Winnipeg, then host BC. In fact, eight of the next ten games for the Hamilton Tiger Cats will be at home. Whew! Only road games in Edmonton and Toronto between August the 3rd and Friday, October the 9th. That is a heck of a stretch. Thanks to all our callers, tweeters, emailers, um, producer Liz Russell as well. My name is Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law. Coming up, old radio shows right here on AM 900 CHML.